I'm not going to say much in terms of a sermon this morning. We wanted to give the majority of our service just to giving thanks, to recognizing the many, many people who serve us to make this church alive and happen and possible, whether we're talking about Sunday mornings or all of the different things that go on throughout the weeks. So thank you. Thank you very much. Now, we've been walking through a series on the Holy Spirit from Acts chapter 2. We talked about the person of the Spirit and the power of the Spirit, and today we're talking about the purpose of the Spirit. And part of the reason why this works so well today, and I don't have to say much, is because we just got a huge demonstration of the purpose of the Spirit. I've been saying this in each of the sermons so far at different points throughout to just really briefly summarize it, that the purpose of the Holy Spirit, what He does in our midst, um, the reason that He comes, is to turn us to Jesus and draw us into fellowship with the Father, and then equip us and empower us to be the people of God on the mission of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what he's about. And when we recognize our volunteers, our volunteer ministers, the people who are giving of those gifts and serving, we recognize that those are people who are walking in step with the Spirit, that they are about the business of the Holy Spirit. You can think about each of the ministries that we have given thanks for this morning, and in their own way, each of those ministries The goal is to allow us to have fellowship with God and point us to Jesus Christ and to equip and empower us to be the people of God about the work of God. So if you'll turn with me to Acts chapter 2, let's read again the same passage we've been reading for the last two weeks. And I'm just going to point out a couple of the ways we see this here and talk briefly about how this works out. And I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of the Word of God. From Acts chapter 2, the first 13 verses. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were, staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia... Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your word and your goodness. Thank you for the spirit. Open us now to the work of your spirit, to your presence, and turn us to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I love the responses of the people. In our first sermon, we talked a little bit about the, the mockery 
They've had too much wine. We talked about the joy of the spirit that was likely mistaken for drunkenness. I want to look at the question before that. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? If you continue to read the book of Acts, what this means becomes very clear. It means the birth of the church. That's what's going on at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes upon them in tongues of fire and gifts them in the specific way they need on that day and in that moment in order that they draw a crowd, the people are able to hear and understand the good news of Jesus, and they're led by the power of the Spirit to respond. And 3,000 are added to their number that day after Peter preaches a sermon. And from that seed, the church is born that we are still a part of today. And you can see in those activities all the things that I talked about being the purpose of the Holy Spirit. In allowing them to speak in the tongues of other languages, that's a really awkward phrase, <laughs> just in allowing them to speak other languages, um, they can point and the Spirit can point the people there to Jesus. The gospel can be heard whether or not any of them knew, you know, Hebrew or Aramaic or whatever their, their language, their first tongue was. They could all know Jesus on that day. And so you have in that same moment, in that same action, the revelation of Jesus and the equipping of God's people. Because absent that gift of tongues, they could not have had nearly as effective a ministry on that day in Jerusalem. These are the things that the Spirit is about. These are the things that we want to be about as timbers. And these are the things that our volunteer ministers are about as well. Each of us has been given gifts by God. And the gifts we are given, and this is very clear throughout scriptures, Jesus makes this clear, Paul makes this clear. He says in 1 Corinthians 12, to each of us has been given a gift of the Spirit for the common good. In other places, he talks about the gifts of the Spirit being given to serve the body of Christ. We've all been given gifts. And the reason that we have been given those gifts is exactly the same as what we talk about being the purpose of the Holy Spirit. In order that we might be drawn into fellowship with God and that we might draw others into fellowship with God and that we might be equipped to be the people of God on the mission of God together. None of us can do this alone. That's the other thing about the Holy Spirit. He creates a body. He creates a community so that together we can do these things. And so we've spent quite a bit of time this morning thanking the people who offer their gifts and their time here within Timbers. And that's right, we need to do that. But there are some other thank yous that I want to take a moment to speak this morning. One of the things that we can't do is, well, we could, but we're not going to and it wouldn't be right, is to look through a list of everybody who gives and call you all up and say thank you for your giving. Um, I don't want to call you all up and do that, but I do want to say thank you. Christy got up last Sunday to give us the financial update and the kind of treasurer's report, and she got to say thank you for your giving. And I want to say the same thing, that this too is one of the ways you minister, is in your giving, both inside of Timbers and outside. And I want to say the same thing about ministering in general. For many of us in this room, the most important ministry that we do is not anything we're doing here. It's what we're doing in the rest of our week, in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces, in our schools. 
that those are the places that we also have been, all of us, called to use our gifts and to witness to God. And for some people, that means that there's little time and energy left to do something in the church. That doesn't make your ministry less valuable. I think that the ministry we do in those other places is more important. We do the ministry we do here so that in this place we can be drawn into fellowship with God and we can be equipped by the Holy Spirit to go out and continue the work of God in the world. That's the end goal. That's the focus. Go into all the world and make disciples. And so I want to ask you all to stand again for the third time. (laughs) Because we aren't a church without all of us in this together. And so thank you. Thank you for witnessing to God, to the person of Jesus Christ, Sunday to Sunday, Sunday to Saturday, however you want to say that. Each week, Sunday's the first day of the week, not Monday. Um, Here, but everywhere else as well. Thank you for offering your gifts and your time and your resources to love the people around you in the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage you to keep doing that and to recognize that that is a huge calling and a major ministry that you are a part of. And I wish that I could call you each up one at a time and say by name, you know, this is, and I can't, I'm trying to pick a name that's not here, but this is whoever, and this is what they do, and let's give them a round of applause, because you deserve that recognition. Um, I, I can't, not only because that would take a long, long time, but also because, to be honest, I don't know that about everybody in this room. I'd like to, um, but I, I can look around and see people that I could point to and say, oh, I know where you minister, and I know where you minister, and other people where I don't. But whether or not I know about it, the Lord knows about it. And he rewards his faithful servants. And so I want to pray that blessing and that reward and that calling over each of us this morning and to say again, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this community and for being a part of the church of Jesus and for walking that out day by day. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your longing that we be with you, that you come and that you live in us to draw us into fellowship with you. And I pray that you would do that now, Holy Spirit, and each Sunday we get together and other times when we come together as community as well. And I pray that you would lead us each in being ambassadors of that same fellowship in our families and workplaces and schools and communities and so on, Lord, wherever you send us. May we be people who draw others into fellowship with you. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God who gifts us, that you empower us and equip us and lead us. I pray that you would give us each eyes to hear and (laughs) eyes to see and ears to hear and feet to quickly follow where you lead, to walk in obedience, in witness, in love, in your love for the people around us in our lives. And I want to pray that you would bless each of your servants here this morning abundantly. Lord God, you tell us um, that, that you see what is done in secret, that you know and that you reward. There are many things, many acts of service and love that no one else sees or says thank you for, but we know that you do, that you hold those things precious and you hold each of us as your beloved children. May we know that more and more. May we walk more and more in the blessings of your love and may we pass that on to more and more people around us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your people and for your presence. 
In your name we pray. Amen.